0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show.
1: It is the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show, live from Bonnesota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And on ScoreNorth.com, Score North mobile app, and wherever you get your podcast. I'm Rami McLaughlin. Alongside, as always, our Twins reporter here at Score North, it is Derek Wetmore. Derek, how are you this afternoon, sir?
0: I'm pretty good, Rami. How are you? I'm good,
1: and you are fresh back from the press conference yeah. to announce Miguel Sano and a three-year extension of... With the Minnesota Twins.
0: Well, I'm I'm personally doing pretty well. I'm not doing quite that well. I'm not, I'm not doing, as well as Miguel Sano. So no, I'm not doing no. thirty million dollars richer. Well, but I've never you know. seen
1: you wear a chain that fat. <laughs> Did you see it? And I def- his necklace? Yes. Yeah, I did at the at the Wolves game
0: last night. I almost as, joked with him that, that I have ridiculous. the same one, <laughs> but mine would be like twice as heavy. <laughs> I couldn't write the joke quick enough. In you would my be head. hunched over. You would have back problems if you wore if you wore a chain as thick with a
1: medallion as big as what Miguel Sano is wearing.
0: He did set on. I think it was his rookie year. He just handed me his chain. I said that thing looks heavy, and he goes, "It is," and he (laughs) handed it to me. And it wasn't that same one. It wasn't the one that spelled out "Sano" and had his son's name engraved on the bottom, which is a pretty sweet touch. That's pretty dope. But just the gold itself was, yeah, it was a, it was heavy and he can it buy uh,
1: he can buy a few more of those now with the new contract that he signed that's you, right. and you have the details Derek fill me in on what exactly the twins and miguel sano agreed
0: to yeah so it's a 4 year deal but the 4th year is a team option so i mean technically it's a 3 year deal okay the maximum possible value for this contract for sano if he hits all his escalator clauses everything that's included there $44 million and a quarter, 44.25. Over the course of four years or just a three guaranteed? Over four years. Okay. So right. really what it is, if you want to think about it, like a three-year, $30 million deal basically with an option for that final season and a buyout of that fourth year that if the Twins don't want to pay him $14 million, which is the value of the option, they pay him, whatever, $2.75 bucks to get out from the final year of that contract. And it
1: buys out, what, one year of arbitration and then two years
0: of free agency? So he was a four-plus player. Another. So it's it'd be it's two two years of arbitration, if you include 2020, this upcoming year, and then one free agent year for sure, possibly two. Okay. Yeah. So right. I mean, look, four forty-four. If Miguel Sano is this beast of a home run hitter who plays third base, it's a screaming bargain for the Twins. However, as we've all seen, and even you, Rami, in your short one-year stretch here at the wonderful radio station Score North. Covering the twins and doing the twin show and driving the Bomba bus, you have seen the maddening ups and downs of Miguel Sano. That sort of presents the downside of this contract if it doesn't work out for me. See, Minnesota. he didn't—he
1: didn't really drive me as crazy as I—I I think he—he he did a lot of people who follow this team, and—and and for two reasons. One, I think is human nature and dealing with the frustration of Miguel Sano not living up to expectations up until last year, and I haven't had to deal with that, and so I won't come down on anybody who is reacting to that. I think that's natural for fans who have high expectations for a guy when he's first brought into an organization and takes a few years to live up to him, but as somebody who didn't have to live through that, I feel like I can step back, have a little more perspective about the the thing and say, he's not the first guy with big talent and big potential who didn't realize it until their fourth year and their aged what is it, 24, 25 year in the league? I mean, that... Yeah, I think he's 26 right now. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Either, either way, even, right. if, even if we're talking about 26, it's not the first time yeah. that, that that's happening. Guys have gone on to have pretty great careers. So I, I was still open to that possibility because, again, I don't have to deal... I didn't have to deal with the, the three or four years of disappointment that led up to that. But the other thing is... I think people just in some in some ways have to change the way that they think about baseball. And I know I know that you're you're open to that, Derek. And with guys like Miguel Sano in the modern era of strikeouts, walks and home runs mm. being like sixty to seventy percent of the outcomes, if not more, in major league baseball, I accept I accept I, I accept the bad with the good from Miguel Sano. Sure. If he if yeah. he, if, yeah, yeah. if he ha- if he plays out this contract the next three or four years, putting up season similar to what he just did, you got your money's worth and then some. Yes, from that dude. So I, 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 I'm, I'm actually very, very okay with this deal. I, I think it's, it's low risk in my opinion because I don't see Miguel Sano barring injury taking a ton of steps back. I just think that Twins fans have to realize that this is who this guy is. He can do big things for you for stretches, and he's going to get cold for stretches, and he's going to strike out a lot. That's who he is but that's who a lot of guys are right now in the middle of lineups in Major League Baseball, He's and he's at the upper upper end of those types of guys when you talk about what he can do and the potential that's in that bat. I think he's at the upper end of those guys, and I think that this this was a smart signing and a good signing for the Twins.
0: Skill-wise, it's hard to find comps for Miguel Sano because of his just his sheer power, 80-grade raw power, um, I don't know what the Twins grade him in game power, but you got to think it's up there too, right? He's at mid thirties and home runs without a full season. It's, it's he's he's unique in his skill set. You talk about strikeout and power. There are some guys who have that combination, mm-hmm. but I mean in terms of guys who can get that fastball at their belt and hit it six hundred feet anywhere in the park. It's ridiculous. Uh, the The strength that he has in his hands and his wrists and his body. I saw him today in person. Said hello, and he's like he's looking good. You said you saw him on the Wolves broadcast when he was out at mm-hmm. uh, Target Center the other day. Yeah, like he's he's looking good. So that's checkbox one for Twins fans. Nervous about this guy. Oh, you got money now. You're gonna go gain fifty pounds and be a fat first baseman slash DH. Right? I don't know.
1: I don't know if it was Rocco Baldelli who got through, or if it was just a guy coming of age and and realizing what it means to be a professional. Look, I didn't realize that till like six months ago, but. <laughs> But the bottom line is, I, after seeing what he did last off season, I didn't see him taking a step back in terms of his off no. seasons and the way that he prepares for a baseball season. You know
0: who it was. I, I give a pretty good chunk of the credit to Nelson Cruz. Sure. In that being sort of, Miguel mentioned a couple of times during his informal press conference today that I'm just coming back from, like being a professional. Well, before Cruz it was Maurer. Maurer was the professional, like, Example. Sure. But if for whatever reason that thread didn't connect or it just they didn't share a, a clubhouse long enough for it to connect and Cruz came in and he's like, look, man, you take care of your body. You can hit bombas at 39. Right. Like, OK, look at Nelson Cruz's career and how many home runs he hit by the time he was Miguel Sano's age. It's not very many. Right. And Nelson Cruz. That's a perfect example of what I was talking about. Yes. guys who didn't, Sometimes didn't they just... it
1: didn't click for him until yep. 25, 26 years old.
0: So two things Twins fans are going to look at when you say this is a nice bargain and a good offer for the Twins. Like, I, I agree that this has the potential to play out nicely for the Twins and be a good deal. The two things Twins fans are going to look at is, is he going to gain weight headed to Fort Myers? I would bet no, but I've bet no in the past and been burned. So let's just wait and see. Let's just call it a maybe. The other thing is, is this guy going to stay healthy enough to stay on the field? And that's what I'll ask you here. So part one is injury or part one is, you know, fitness and does he care? Because I don't care about the number on a scale. Right. But I care about body weight as it's a leading indicator to how seriously are you taking this. Right. Guys who take this super seriously, I'm sorry. They don't have a problem with their body. If you're a professional athlete in the major leagues, you've already been filtered out, right? Right. So I'm not fat-shaming. I'm not saying, like, this guy's a joke or a buffoon or he's going to balloon up here. I'm just saying it's really nice to see a guy who, in January, when he doesn't need to be in peak fitness, looks pretty good yeah, to the eye test. that's huge. So that's one. Two is injury concern. So I'll ask you, Rami, over the three years that are guaranteed on this contract, how many games do you think Miguel Sano will play in a year, on average, over those three seasons? On average, over the three seasons, I would say you can count on at the at the
1: lower end one twenty, at the upper end one thirty to one forty.
0: Okay. See, I'm I'm range of outcome guy. So at the low end, it's zero. Well, obviously, but, um, as I've been made fun of a lot for that over the past, I would say, yeah, if you can get one hundred forty games out of Miguel Sano. In some combination of third base, first base, DH, all right. That's something, by the way, that he hasn't done before, that he's going to have to still prove that, so it's a bit of a leap of faith from the Twins' perspective. Right. But if he can do that, you got to think that he's going to put up some numbers, man. He's going to hit bombus. You would think so. He's going to hit bombus.
1: I did see one, I don't know if it was you or one of your cohorts in the uh, Twins reporter pool who tweeted this out. Miguel Sano said, uh, I play first base, third
0: base, and outfield. Did he did he really say that at his press conference today, that he plays outfield? So he did most of it in Spanish, and I didn't hear outfield in the okay. Spanish, but I trust their Spanish translator, All right. Elvis, who was up there with him. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Elvis. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, yeah, he did say third base, first base, outfield. It was asked <laughs> directly about Josh Donaldson, by the way, which we can get into that if you want. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to get into? Miguel Sano's not playing outfield. I'll just set the record straight so that somebody driving in their car or running on the treadmill <laughs> at the gym doesn't have like heart palpitations. <laughs> Uh, Miguel Sano is going to be a corner infield bat or a DH. Those are the options for the Twins. Um, So you don't think that's something that he was told in the offseason, like, hey, get ready, be ready? 100% no. Okay. The Twins aren't going to ask him again to play in the outfield. You weren't here for that, but it did not go well. but I've heard horror stories. It did not go well. Uh, I don't think they handled it very well, but he also didn't handle it very well, and it was just a total loss. Uh, He'll play third base or first base or DH, and that's probably it. I guess baseball is kind of weird and shifts and stuff. Maybe he's a second baseman at some point. I don't know. It seems like a waste for the arm. What Mm -hmm. do I know? Right. Um, But on Josh Donaldson, if the Twins did sign the star third baseman, Miguel Sano would be totally willing to play some first base. I don't know what that conversation would be. I don't know if it's happened, but he's no dummy. I mean, he's seen the headlines. He knows it could be a possibility. If the Twins add a third baseman – Rocco's gonna give him a phone call and say, Hey man, what do you think about this? What do you think about a few games at third base over the course of a season when Josh is sitting? But hello, if the bringer of rain is playing at target field, he's your third baseman and you figure out sino later. Yeah. Even with the contract, Rami, this doesn't change that.
1: Good. Well then he's so there I don't see any I don't see any drawback to this contract. I really don't. When you look at I know ten million dollars sounds like a lot of money to somebody who's listening to us grinding at work today, but in terms of Baseball parlance? That's not that's not a huge sum yeah. of money. And if you get, like I said, production out of
0: him like you did last year, that's a steal. That's a bargain that you just got yes. in Miguel Sano. Somebody was joking, Wow, you got Miguel Sano to, to fly to the Twin Cities for this and someone said, Well, yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta take the physical, you gotta sign the contract and you still have I to do,
1: physically sign the contract? I, I think so. Because I
0: electronically signed my mortgage when I bought my house in Milwaukee. Uh, was your home $30 million in value uh, or greater? Not quite. Yeah, I think there's a cutoff not at quite. some point. Okay, all right. So as a reporter was joking and said, like, yeah, I'd fly a lot of places for $30 million. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right. I'm a terrible flyer. I'll fly anywhere for Dude, $30 million. same. I don't like airplanes. I don't do it well in the last couple of years. His buyout on this contract is uh, $2.75 million. I will fly anywhere for $2.75 million. For sure. Yeah. yeah that's Done. all it would take. Australia, China, you name it. Round it down. Two and a half, I'm there. (laughs) And I'll pay the tax. So, anyways, you're right. It's not a lot in baseball parlance. It's a lot to us common folk. But the the risk for the Twins is simply injury and underperformance. Mm -hmm. But if he does what they hope he does and what he expects to do, uh, another screaming bargain for the Twins. Shocker. Do you know if – and I know –
1: there were reports that they approached him about this last year. If there's any sort of talks like what we just heard with Miguel Sano going out with Byron Buxton at the moment, or are they are they so cautious about his, his health and injury history and his future that they've sort of backed off a long-term
0: marriage with Byron Buxton? I have not heard if those discussions are ongoing. Um, it would make all kinds of sense for the Twins to have a number in their mind, so I'll recklessly speculate for you since you were leading this horse to water, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty thirsty. Mm-hmm. I would say... That it would make sense if the twins put something on the table that said Byron and Byron's reps. We are interested in this. Now you'd have to buy. It'd be different because he's in a different spot of his big league career than Sanoa is. Sure. So Sanoa had two years before free agency. Buxton different story. But you you look at it and say, we would do this for this number. And I think if I'm Byron Buxton, I would say. That number is not enough for me to give up my potential freedom. I would rather, if I'm Byron, I'm just speaking from me, Derek Wetmore, if I was in Byron Buxton's shoes, Mm -hmm. I would want to play this year on an arbitration contract, period. Um, You you probably aren't willing to go to the kind of number that it would take to lock me up, given my injury history and my performance and my huge, like both of these guys around me, huge fluctuations in what their top end is and what their bottom end is. The Twins have solidified that a bit with Sano, and if I'm Byron Buxton, I'm just not interested in taking a, a discount deal right now. I, I, think, I think I have a lot of earning potential in the, in the relatively near future if I can just stay healthy and prove it out on the field. I would so. like, I, Honestly, I would like to see it. I know a lot of Twins fans, just like they are with
1: Miguel Sano, a little traumatized by what, what's the way his career has gone to this point, but if you can get a low-risk deal done with Byron Buxton like they just did with Miguel Sano, I'd do it, but I agree with you. If I'm Byron Buxton and his reps, I'm probably not buying into so that t- deal. I you, bet on myself a little bit.
0: You asked the question, are they ongoing? I, I don't know. Define ongoing. But I would think that the Twins have a number in mind and that it's, it'd be up to Byron if, like, hey, are we even close? Or should we just play this thing out? Right. I so I don't know where that stands.
1: Did you want to get into this uh, Astros thing real quick before we wrap up this Score North Twins show, Derek? Boy, you howdy,
0: we do have a few minutes. If I you want. uh,
1: I yesterday the the news broke on Score North Live, which you can hear weekdays noon to two. It's myself and a rotating panel of Score North personalities as my co-host. Derek is in there every Wednesday at one o'clock, and uh, he goes to the movies. He reviews a movie every week. Uh, tomorrow, as we sit here on Tuesday to record this, he will review The Jerk in the one o'clock hour. The classic. Uh, Steve Martin film that's uh, tomorrow on Score North Live, weekdays, noon at 2. But the news broke yesterday while I was on the air with Matthew Collar and uh, that they, they handed down year-long suspension for manager A.J. Hinch, general manager Jeff Lunau, $5 million uh, fine for the, the, the franchise. And shortly thereafter, Jim Crane, the owner, announced that those two aforementioned guys, uh, Lunau and Hinch, were relieved of their duties as general manager and manager of the club uh, respectively, and I applauded. You know how I feel about Rob Manfred, but I, I applauded this reaction by Rob Manfred to take such dr- swift and dramatic action to uh, try and put a stop to this to at least discourage other teams from doing it. And then I opened up uh, The Athletic this morning and see an article from Ken Rosenthal that says people at every level of the sport bear responsibility for baseball's current sign-stealing mess, and I said, silly, Rami. Silly, Rom You of all people should know than to just reactionarily give credit to Rob Manfred and say he did something good. You should have, you should have dug a little deeper, silly, silly Rami and Ken Rosenthal dug a little deeper. And Mm. in hindsight, in retrospect, Rob Manfred really dropped the ball on this whole thing. He might've finally gotten it right. And I'm not even sure about that, but for for starters, the, the culture inside the Astros organization has been troublesome and worrisome for years, and things going on much larger than any cheating on a baseball field, and that reared its ugly head during just after the ALCS this year, and that whole controversy. Um, we had heard the you had the Apple Watch sign stealing. Yeah. Controversy and uh, conspiracy during 2017. Rob Manford reacted to that with a very strongly worded memo that if I catch anybody doing anything like this, I will come down hard yeah. on managers and general managers. And then sort of did nothing while reporters did his job for him. <sighs> and not- nothing was done about this until the Athletic talked to Mike Fires who pretty much laid out how the Astros were doing this thing, and then Rob Manford was like, oh, I guess this is going on. I should—I wasn't conducting my own investigation, but I guess this is going on. Three years later, and after the Red Sox did the same thing to win a World Series, now he's reacting? And it just, it's... It took way too long. He didn't take any measures to stop teams from doing this. We talked with Eno Saris today on Score North oh, Live from The Athletic. He's, he's good. He wishes we had better things to talk about in the baseball world. But yeah, I agree. But that being said, he's good, and he's right. Like, if technology is the problem, that's what people are using to cheat. Use technology to stop them from, treating, from cheating. And there mm. were no preventative measures taken by Major League Baseball. While they were not investigating any of this going on, three years after the fact— Rob Manfred catches on because investigative reporters were doing him and his office's job for him, and then he hands down a penalty. While, yes, harsh, he quotes one GM in the article who says, first of all, those first and second round picks that they lost, I forgot to mention that earlier when I laid out the penalty, they're going to be late first and second round picks because that's still a
0: very good baseball club. So they gave up 2020 first rounders and second rounders and 2021 in the same rounds. Vacated those draft picks.
1: And, and this is sort of a moot point now. Luna was suspended one year. GMs do the bulk of their work in the offseason. So Luna, had he <laughs> not lost his that. job, comes back a year from now and they don't really miss a beat. And $5 million to the Houston Astros, to Jim, Grant, Jim, Jim Crane, who, if I'm not mistaken, is a billionaire, is nothing. It's nothing at all. So,
0: well, hey, $5 bucks is what you would have paid those two guys if they were employed for the full year. That's true. You know? I didn't even think about that. He just cut his losses. There you go. Jim Crane came out peaches in this whole thing. Yep. Well, he's going to have to hire, uh, probably hire a new GM and a new manager. Long story short, although that wasn't very short, Rob Manfred dropped the ball on that.
1: He might have gotten it right in the end because I don't know that you can dole out a more harsh penalty than what he did, but it took him way too long to get it right. And way too many misses along the way.
0: Some people wanted to see the Astros vacate their 2017 title. Are you one of those people?
1: I don't know how much that does. You can't take back the t-shirts and the hats of Astros fans who maybe it's a little tarnished or tainted for them, but they, they still revel in the fact that they watched their team win a World Series in 2017.
0: For that reason, I am against that punishment because you're punishing... The players, yeah, who had a part of it. And Lunao, by the way, threw them under the bus on his way out of town. Um, very classy press release. So, but how did the players not, not absolving himself of any... How did the players come game. out of this thing clean? Because that does seem- not don't. They don't. What I'm saying is, if you take away the title, yes, you're hurting the players. Yes, you're hurting Lunau's rep. And yes, you're hurting AJ Hinch. But you're also hurting the guy who loves the Astros and got the tattoo on his left bicep. What did he do? Right. You know, he just supported a club who, by the way, even without cheating, was great. And now, for the rest of his life, he's got a tattoo that he has to look down and be like, yeah, the team that I loved, uh, they hurt me. It's like, (laughs) to me, the titles and the uh, flags should fly forever. And they However, we'll always think about the 2017 Astros as the team that cheated. But how, when it seems the consensus,
1: if you look at MLB's investigative report, you listen to Luna, you listen to Hinch, and they're— exit statements you listen to to the owner Jim Crane it seems like this was something that was this was a plan hatched by the players with the assistance of then bench coach Alex Cora who's now the manager of the Red Sox yeah that's not a good look he's got some problems coming for him yes it's if, too bad how are the players coming out of this clean and and with no penalties
0: no punishments that that's another thing Manfred probably dropped the ball on in this whole thing uh yeah Yeah, and at the same time, though, like, if you are in a fight for, look, anything, if it's your job, if you're a fringe roster guy, and they say, hey, we got a way that we could probably help you hit a few more doubles, are you really going to be like, ha, and trade my integrity? Some guys, yes, but most guys, no. And. Absolutely not when
1: I know there is no repercussions. That's right. There's That's no right. penalty. This which is, is high which six. is which
0: is the precedent that Manfred just set. This is the steroid argument. It's the reason why guys still use even though there's testing, it's because the risk reward still incentivizes using. I, I mean I mean some guy you're gonna get crushed for it. But some guys right or wrong, dude, and we can sit here and wag our fingers over the integrity of the game and all that stuff if we want to, and you and I sitting in the warm comfort of this uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul-based studio where we do fine, fine radio and podcasts, we can say this is this is inexcusable. This is indefensible, and we can get all sanctimonious about it. And the bottom line is if a guy's the 20th, 27th dude on a major league roster and he needs to be 26th or his career is over— you know, or he's a career minor leaguer where he's making no money, or if he's, you know, 32 and he's not going to get another deal. So this is his prove at spring training. You can start to see how the incentives line up to say, yeah, hey, I'm going to push this thing. I'm going to give it a shot because what I have without it is next to nothing. And what I would have if I get caught is nothing. So there's no step backwards. Right. I mean, the integrity thing comes into it. But if I get away with it for this year and this year alone, like, here we go. Seven million bucks in my family set up for life. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the incentive structure is so that it can help you compromise your morals, and that's why I don't really blame the players too much in this. I, I it's, it's kind of gross when they're now like cocky and or they take to defending it on Twitter, which I haven't fully caught up on. By the way, I've been busy working today, but it, it'd be really fun to go check out individual accounts you and how to they're working in air quotes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's all it's assumed. Mm-hmm. That's redundant. I work in radio, Rami. <laughs> but like if if how how those guys and like I'm thinking of one in particular, like I love the brashness and the cockiness of Alex uh Alex Bregman. i almost said Alex Cora. I never really thought of him as brash or cocky. No. But uh I guess arrogant to like think you'd get away with this. But but Bregman is like has this arrogance that I've always applauded. And now, it's different for me. It changes it. It changes how I view every single one of those players, uh, except Mike Fires. Well, it changes how I think of him, but a lot for the better, you know. <laughs> like
1: it, it is. It that's is. That's a
0: cool part of this story. Yeah, it, whistleblower.
1: It is sort of the same moral dilemma, like you said, as as there is with steroids, and yeah. on a human level, I I get why they do it, and I can even go as far as to say I almost can't blame them for do it for doing it. But that doesn't mean. If you're going to do that, if you're going to go down that road, you should also know that there are potentially consequences and repercussions yeah. should you get caught. And and there is that now with PEDs. That's right. That's not there with this this sign stealing thing. Well,
0: yeah, at least not to this point. Not to the players. They say the the old phrase: "What if you're willing to stand on stage and accept the roses, be willing to take a few tomatoes?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are not any tomatoes. I guess there are in no this tomatoes case. in this case. I I will say, look. Before I get on my high horse here, um, and you and I ride right off into the sunset, until you've been in the position where these guys are high level pro sports, tons of money, everything on the line, or at least you build it up to be in your mind like my legacy. You know, it's it's like it's everything. It's like no, dude, life is more important than this. But it's okay when you're in that mindset, when you're in that sort of vortex, baseball and your career is all that matters. Until you've sat in that guy's chair and tried to decide, should I go along with my teammates that are pushing this and we could have an edge and nobody's going to catch us and get in trouble? Or is that just the wrong thing to do with a capital W? Until you've had a seat at that table and had to make that decision for yourself, I do think it's pretty hard to judge a guy for a decision that he's made. I
1: can't say I wouldn't necessarily make that decision, but all I'm saying is when you're you're caught bending the rules, there have to be consequences and repercussions. Yeah, take your tomatoes.
0: By the way, I'm not talking about Hinch. I'm not talking about Lunau if those guys have done what the report has detailed and laid out, and I don't even really care that much that Hinch reportedly or uh, uh, allegedly damaged the monitors because he didn't approve of it. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if you didn't approve of it, there was a way to stop it.
1: Right. You can just say, this ends now.
0: I'm in <laughs> right. charge, and this ends now. That's right. Fire Nobody, Alex Cora. That's right. Nobody wants to be a rat, any of that stuff, but like, if you if you want to stand on the moral compass argument that yours is so finely tuned and always pointed true north, that's what you would have done. Mm-hmm. So either do that or get off that argument. You're all, get get off of that. Like, you can't. You can't play it both ways. So, anyways, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, what's the word? I'm not saying Hinch and uh, Luna, or anyone else involved in this directly, is blameless by any means. But I try to think about a guy like, uh, I don't know, Jose Altuve. Like, if he's tied up in this, well, that's messy. It's complicated. I don't think it's as simple as saying right, wrong. You erred. It's over. I do agree with you, though. you got to take some tomatoes, and ultimately two of the guys that were seen as responsible for overseeing this and not stopping it, they're now out of a job and, with the And Astros. if nothing
1: else, not for, like, I want justice, and they need to serve their—they did the crime, they should do the time. It's more as a deterrent so we can That's right. not keep having this story pop
0: up. Two questions for you. Do you think it deters other teams, or do you think there will be another sign-stealing I think, allegation I think in I think 2020? If
1: I'm, if I'm a manager or a general manager— I'm certainly walking on eggshells if this stuff is going on in my organization and trying to put a step to it, stop to it. Okay. If I'm a player and I don't necessarily have a a professional or a personal attachment to my boss, which I'm sure exists around this league, not uh, everybody loves their manager and their general
0: manager. I can guarantee you that. What's to stop me from doing it? Sure, right? Hey, it's it's my skin on the line. Right, it's my contract. I'm playing for exactly uh second question for you a j hinch for twins uh coaching staff in two thousand twenty one I'd stay away
1: from that man at least for now i don't want to be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. (laughs) Maybe later. I had to ask. (laughs) Like, Mark McGuire was out of coaching staff first, then the Marlins hired Barry Bonds. It wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like Same thing here. Let somebody else jump in those waters. Okay. That's Derek Wetmore. I'm Rami McLaughlin. This has been the Score North AL Central Champions Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And uh, there's more of this. Just go to scorenorth.com, Score North app, wherever you download your podcast and get Twins Talk three, four times a week from us here at Score North. We'll talk to you again next week. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. We are filled with an abundance of joy. We are filled with an abundance of joy. Also an abundance of questions. Good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service to help answer questions and resolve claims quickly. Uh, good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service. We are also filled with an abundance of biscuits. We are also filled with, uh, I don't think it works this way.
0: Oh, oh, and jam. Don't forget jam. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com.